Hey, y'all. Welcome to the What Are You Doing in Denmark podcast, where we talk to some of the coolest people in Denmark to find out what they're doing here. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. That's right. I'm your co-host in life and co-host on the Weighted Broadcast. And we are delighted mm. to be joined here by a Danish recording artist. He's somebody who has been playing in front of the future king of Denmark. You've played Pride. You've been an ambassador. You've done a number of things. But now you get to add to your CV, being on the Weighted Podcast. Here you are. We know you as our friend Malda, but you are Theo X. And you are here on Waited. Welcome. Thank you so much. And I need that introduction every day. <laughs> right? And luckily, I can play the podcast back and just start my day like that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Wake up with your CV read yeah. aloud to you. Yeah. That's, a, right. that's a wonderful thing. the alarm thing. clock. Like old school, like said it. <laughs> Good morning, Theo X. Do you remember when you performed for the Future King yes, of Denmark? I do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure that we, we talk to your partner, Daniel, and mention to him that that's the way you wish to be greeted every yes. single morning. Yeah, I it's think just a recitation of all of your accomplishments. That's a great way to start the day. It's He's like very well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I need my tea, my slippers, and remind me who I am and what I've done. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you've had some great performances as we've discussed mm-hmm. and uh, and gone over, but I, I want to just start where maybe it all began and talk a little bit about your go-to karaoke song. What song do you put in straight away when you go to karaoke night? That's actually, that should be a simple question, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so overprepared for like almost everything so that I get like an anxiety attack when I do karaoke because I I would like literally go into the bathroom and find out which songs because you can't change the key. Oh, right. Which songs are good in my key. Oh, my God. And then come back and pick a song. But I have found one, which is Michael Bublé's Everything. Ah, yes, that's beautiful. For some reason, that song—it's like a showman song—and it's so much fun. And people have like forgotten it exists. Sure. So when you play it, like, people tend to go crazy. But oh. usually, a lot of anxiety, overpreparedness, and I always want to do, you know, like Cher or Whitney Houston yeah. and stuff. But they're too high. Ah. Yeah, it's not not a good key. Then you have to switch down when you get to the choruses, and then it. You know, it doesn't pop when you when you're an amateur like like me. So I, I know you're you're a professional, and so you're talking about what key do you want to go into. For me, I can do all twelve keys. Yes, yes, yeah, and that's just song. singing "Happy Birthday." He yes. hits every key. I, I'm amazing. It's, I can. Yes, that's and that's some skill. I actually my go-to karaoke song though is always a. I have to do a crowd pleaser, right? Mm-hmm. So I usually do like Brown Eyed Girl. Do you know that song? Oh, yes, because like, everybody that. sings yes. along to it. It's a good song. So even if I don't, it takes the pressure off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like. You're not going to notice my singing because you're also singing. Any song that's a crowd pleaser is the way to, it's, you have to have a little strategy. <laughs> yes. I was actually just thinking that one time I can be maybe a bit of a drama queen. I asked the no. karaoke people to turn off the, the background singing <laughs> on the track. Because you'd rather do an acapella yeah. than have that awful, yeah, like, because there's like cheap some, synth beat behind there's you. There's like some like choir in the background to kind of help you. <laughs> I was like, no, it's I don't too bad. <laughs> just just let me have it. Yes. Again, opposite experience. We were in a karaoke <laughs> bar a couple months ago and I was singing my personal favorite song. And uh, Don't Stop Me Now, obviously mm, Queen, love, love yeah. it. Unfortunately, Freddie Mercury, phenomenal singer, Mike Walsh, not. So as I was singing the song Fact. and butchering it, they actually turned up the chorus in <laughs> oh, the background yes. because they, they wanted to make it so there was less me and more them, which is our choice. I think that was a brilliant it's choice, a brilliant honestly. Choice. You should not be upset about that. It's no. like just a little helping just, hand. Exactly. It's, it's just the subtle, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that subtle hint that... 
we're not going to stop you now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we're gonna, but, but, we but we're going to drown you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of them can actually turn up the speed of the song as well. Uh, if, oh, just get it over with. Let's get that <laughs> shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess when you're in a karaoke bar, so say, you know, you're like, I, I'm not going to perform. I don't have it in my key. I'm, I'm happy with that one. Mm. Do you sit there and judge the performers? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, not in like a bad way. Like sure, you don't necessarily verbalize. Maybe a little bit bad, but I don't know. I could be like, "Oh, you shouldn't have picked that song. (laughs) That's that's not your song." Like stuff like that. But you know, low key, you know, just around the table. I'm not being. And it's also sometimes actually, I don't know, a little bit weird going up and singing when you can sing. Right. At oh, karaoke right. bars because it's kind of like not the mo. It's like we're all a little bit shit here. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> and then and sometimes you know, like I can sing, but sometimes you know there are some girls or men who come up and they are like musical stars or oh, like right. and they just tear it up. And you can see the person coming after us like, what Whoa. did I get myself into? I can, like sometimes we go to karaoke or sometimes we'll do when we're back in the US. We're not, uh, mm. we we live in Philadelphia, so it's not too far from New York. And occasionally we'll go there for a night mm. on the way flying to or from Denmark. And every now and then we like to do karaoke, but we always try to go like, you have to go like a distinct distance away from Broadway because you yes, get these people coming from yeah. like, like they'd like leave Broadway shows and then go do karaoke after work and I don't want to be singing with those people. No, it's their version of open mic night. It's their chance to just kind of go and do that. But the funny part for me is when you had the people that think it's their Broadway, like I'll never forget when I was in, in college, like Monday night we went to this one bar and it was karaoke night and it's all drunk college kids and there was one townie, like he lived for Monday night oh, because gosh. he got to come in and he always sang Total Eclipse of the Heart oh. and he was two hands on the microphone <laughs> oh. channeling it like you could tell that he was spending the whole weekend preparing for Monday night because God. he was going on stage his Spotify end of year list is just Bonnie Tyler yeah. well it was, <laughs> it, was it. it was 2004 so oh, okay so that didn't exist. It didn't exist that but, but what you're, you're... did exist was that I got so many perfect scores on Total Eclipse of the Heart in SingStar oh. on PlayStation. Yes, I did. Yeah, I had a, the Divas uh, SingStar. <laughs> Not you, so, like Whitney, and yeah, and I knew them all like by heart and how to like cheat the score and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the beginning of your performing career, right? There. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a little bit in my bedroom. Yeah, and then <laughs> later, in your later years, you covered Cher. I did. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Which was... is a fantastic fantastic yeah yeah and also yeah the fact that i just did that as a fun and then the label picked it up and thought it could be good and which was yeah and it was another (laughs) fun experience yeah it really was yeah how still in my dream i hope she'll tweet but oh yes happened (laughs) (laughs) maybe she'll cover one of your songs oh yes (laughs) i can dream (laughs) yeah i i I, i'm waiting for that or a collab you know just yes both of you together yeah that would be She's like, I got you, baby. Oh, a little Sonny and Cher moment. Yeah. There you go. Instead of Sonny and Cher, it could be Teo and I Cher. Mean, like, I, there it is. The position's open. Yes, <laughs> it is. Oh. Yeah. Is it too soon? It's not too soon. It's been decades. <laughs> I went and saw her live when she played in uh, at Royal Arena. Oh, here oh yes. We and they too. have, like, Sonny as, like, a hologram. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. A little it's bit. A little creepy. She, like, looks at him while she sings. <laughs> It's like you could just bring in a guy to sing that part, <laughs> right? Doesn't yeah. have to. There's, be there's somebody in. <laughs> there's somebody in your entourage that could yes. do that song. Yeah. I wonder if maybe she has to like pay. 
mm. his uh, oh, the estate, the estate. Or something but, like and maybe she's like, well, then I'm going to get every dime out of this. And it's also, you know, good it. theatrics, I would say. Yeah. She's known for her theatrics. Yes, I mean, I would say we were, definitely. The show was, I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was costume gosh. changes. It and was atmosphere. Fantastic. It was everything. It's what you want. It was drama. It was fantastic. I just love that she came out and said... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how old she is, but she stated her age and was like, so what's your granny doing tonight? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, one more. And she looks so and good. she looks so oh, yes. good. It's crazy. I mean, she might be, what, 73, but most of her is only 10, yeah. 10 years old, no yeah. more. So. Yeah, most of her is younger than, than we are. Yes. So, you know, yeah, good and for her. And you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, as, far as, your, uh, as far as your process then, you know, so you, I didn't realize this, so you covered share and just did it as a, a side project and, yeah. and it got picked up yeah totally just did it with one of my friends who i worked with at the time and then my manager was like there's like actually a booming music industry for doing covers because <laughs> if you don't change too much you can release it without them signing off on it oh, so really? they still get all the royalties from you get the royalties from the streaming, but if it goes on the radio, they get all the royalties. There's like a little loophole there that mm. maybe at some point will be closed. So, And if you wind up on some of these covers playlists on Spotify, you get millions. Really? Yeah, yeah, really? it's crazy. And then the label heard it and thought, oh, you know what, maybe we could get picked up somewhere. So that's why they took it on. Wow. So that was wonderful. That's yeah. fantastic. And what's your what's your process usually like? I mean, you write all of your own songs, correct? I do. It's it's actually changed a bit because now I've started doing new music. Um, but maybe I can say what I used to do, which was a bit like this. Actually, you go to the studio, you meet with your producer, and you're like, kind of, do you have anything lying around, or do I have any like words? Most of the time, I come in with a hook, mm. like for instance, you don't want to dance, yeah. or. I want my friends around or hey Chico or Junkie Lover, you know, that kind of like that one thing that sticks in your mind, uh, which is, I guess, what you want in a pop song. Mm -hmm. And then we build around that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how do you collaborate when you do that? Because, and I say that a little bit because obviously Derek and I, everything we do is collaboration. Mm. And there's, there's give and take. You have ideas and good ideas, bad ideas that you share in that. When you collaborate on something as creative as a song, like how do you work with someone in that way? How do you kind of take that that hook and then be able to to build it out from there and share ideas? I think uh, once you kind of figure out, is it going to be upbeat? Is it going to be slow? What's it going to be? Then you just put some chords down and you just go to the mic and start singing and try. And it can be a lot of uh, just rambling. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of get an idea. Where are we today? What's going to happen here? And then you just slide Lego blocks. Mm -hmm. You just start mm -hmm. building. Uh, start writing. It also depends if you have a writer with you in the studio, mm. uh, like a, a co-writer, um, then they're usually really good at taking charge They because <laughs> they do that for a living. So it's like, oh, I have this idea. And they're always like, that's the most amazing idea. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just bolt out of the cage and go to the piano like, you don't want to dance. Like, uh, and start, uh, I wrote that one myself though. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it could be very different. But the process now is literally I write all the lyrics um, and then I have a new producer and a co-writer that only does lyrics, hmm. not melodies. Uh, and usually it's more like poems. And then I send them to my producer and he does all the music. And 
melodies and stuff and then we send it back and forth and that's actually a wonderful process because you start with like the essence if that makes sense like everything's yeah. captured in the lyrics and you spend so much time on it like you would if you would release it on text as mm -hmm. like a poem so that's really fun to start working more in that direction and mm -hmm. kind of moving maybe away from the hook and more into like what is it i want to say so the new songs are going to be a lot more personal Interesting. Yeah. So how has that evolution been? So I guess when you were probably younger, you were mm. sitting there and just writing, probably, would you write the lyrics first or the melody first in your mind when you were kind of early on in your career, even when you were like maybe a teenager and just writing kind of before becoming professional? I think both. Yeah, I think it's always like accompanied, if that makes sense. When mm. you have the hook, you always have like a little melody to it. Mm -hmm. and like how does it go? And then you can kind of visualize uh, what do you want it to be? Um, like, is it going to be like this dirty club banger? Or, mm -hmm. for instance, with You Don't Want to Dance, I really wanted. I was so in love with Tom Mish at the time. He had this song called Disco Yes, I mm -hmm. think. That was such a, like, a modern take on disco. And that took me back to, like, the 80s and kind of wanting to tangle with that a little bit. So you kind of have, I don't know, some type of feelings inside. Like, where's this song going to go? And mm -hmm. I think then the producer's job is to kind of like grab all of these ideas and put them together. And then you're like, wow, yeah, okay. Is that often, that you'll, is that, often that you'll have like a, maybe a, a song in mind, it's gonna sound kind of like Yeah, this. like a reference song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and m sometimes it's quite literal, like I like this C part with these chord mm -hmm. changes and, or it switches key and that could be cool, or it's in a different, you know, time uh, and but most of the time, I'm like, I love this universe. I mm -hmm. love this feeling I get when I hear this song. We don't have to do this song, of course. It's not plagiarism. <laughs> right. But how this makes me feel is kind of what I want to portray in this song. And I think, and usually whatever comes out the other end is completely different, but you kind of share a bandwidth around sure. it. Yeah. It's always going to iterate around as you yeah. do different things, but oh, that's cool. That's a neat evolution. Yeah. And <clears throat> really interesting to hear your process and how you collaborate with others and it's funny that that came up because we think that uh strongly think that we need to collaborate with you as bffs and yeah. we want to play uh a game that we do with all of our guests to find out whether mike or i will be your bff for at least the rest of the show okay okay yes. so we're gonna give you a series of questions mm. and you can just pick between the two mike and i answered them okay. and <laughs> so we've given you two options and we're gonna mm. see whose you pick and it'll be best two out of three to see if mike or i will be okay, your bff fun. for the show and yes. we can see after that you know where things go but i think at least until the end of the show so the first question um it is BFF karaoke night, mm. but you can do a duet with only one of us. And your options are perhaps a little bit ruined, but uh, either Don't Stop Me Now by Queen mm. or Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wayne. Oh. But you can only do one. Has someone cheated? <laughs> because I think, some, I think somebody's been feeding you <laughs> suggestions here. Well, I kind of know one you of them. put it in a vacuum. But I'm also, decide. you know, a huge George Michael fan. Uh -huh. And, you know, I have faith tattooed here. Wow. Gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Uh, so I have to go That's... with Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Okay. Go. And it's well, also I... a very special song to me, actually. Yeah. Really? Was, yeah. 
Why is it special? What what is it? Uh, it was played at my partner's grandma's funeral oh, as wow. we left the church, which I think kind of explains what a wonderful person she was wow. to yes. have Wham played yeah. it on the way oh out God, and yes. said, it's not a crying event, it's yeah. a dance party. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, she was fantastic. Wow. So I love that song. What else? She like, would love to see it on karaoke night. It, there we go. <laughs> so for her, we'll do. Yes. Okay. So and that's one point for me. She would probably, I think, yeah. want us. I'm so sorry, Mike. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's a great song. I yeah. just watched the it Ram is. documentary. Oh, it's wonderful. So. Did you see well, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I'm gonna watch it today. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. And I love that. What what a cool celebration of life. I want I a song know. like that played at my funeral. Yeah, I actually I was want literally like, and it was wasn't even a funeral. It was a life celebration. I was like, yes. I, this is what we should do. I said, I think when I was maybe 21, when the song came out, that I want "Umbrella" by Rihanna played in my funeral. Yeah, okay. And I said it in a, in a you know, a, a, as a 21 year old would like, with a beer in my hand and mm. playing on the the jukebox and that at <laughs> the bar, not the jukebox, but you know, the, yeah, yes. a, a touchscreen one. I'm not that old. <laughs> and I was like, I want this song played at my funeral, and I stand by that. So <laughs> if I go, it. yeah, it's in, it's in the will. Yeah, it's in the will. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So second question, your BFF has booked you a truly incredible musical collaboration, but you can only pick one person to collaborate with. Are you going to collaborate with Lizzo or Pink? Oh, wow. That's actually hard. Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy. No. <laughs> when it comes I to BFF. Both of them. Yeah. I've never seen Pink live. I've seen Lizzo a couple of times. She's fantastic. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> can I just say... She also intimidates me. Yeah. Right. I think for some reason I would get along more with Pink, maybe. And our voices would sound maybe cool together. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with Pink and I might get slated for this. Nah. No, I approve fantastic. because okay. <laughs> I, I suggested Pink, I think. Okay. I, I just think our voices would sound good together. I, I think so. And I think, your I think Lizzo like would kill the shit out oh. of me in a singing competition. <laughs> she would be intimidated. I feel yeah. like that would be like imposter syndrome on imposter syndrome I'd on get imposter like, syndrome. It, I would do yeah. like the yeah, yeah. in the yeah. background. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would get. <laughs> she, I mean, they're both fantastic. Yeah. That's hard to But Pink is also from like a town over from me from where yeah. I grew up. So I, I've always... I think you're basically your hometown girl. She's kind of my hometown girl. I've never seen her live either, though, and I really wanted to go yeah. to her summer festival tour this summer, but I didn't get I didn't no. uh, I didn't get tickets. But yeah, I I absolutely <laughs> adore Pink, and I, mm. also intimidating though. Yes, but I, she just has this kind of bad mom vibe energy yeah. Yeah. that yeah. I love. Yeah, I feel she's got such a like she's just a genre buster too, yeah, which I is. feel like you are uh, musically as well. Just Thank you. To, you know, yeah, like I don't think she. You can't yeah. put her in a box. Like her last album was like <clears throat> dirty beats on the dance floor, country. Uh, like yeah, right. she was everywhere. There's just no <laughs> like. What do you call her genre? I, there's really no. Yeah. yeah, and I, and I think also uh, she kind of nails that. Like you know, mm. I don't. She's just she's yeah. just cool, yeah. right? Like there's nothing, yeah, nothing bad about. Her. Um, third one then we'll just I mean I've already won You've already we're won. BFFs at this okay. point yes. but, well let's just see where we land if, if I can maybe get the trifecta so uh, BFF road trip playlist we're doing a lot of music uh, mm. for you. so the first song on the road trip playlist for the BFF road trip is it going to be Rain On Me by Lady Gaga featuring Ariana Grande mm -hmm. or Shake It Off by Taylor Swift easy Taylor Swift <laughs> 
You Trifecta. Three out of three. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm a big Taylor. Yes. Absolutely. As, uh, Speaking of tours that I want to go to. Oh, my God. That looks insane. Oh, I just Jeez. don't have a million kroner. It's like... No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't even try to do all the things you had to do to get on the, the people the now have like concert tickets in stockholm and hamburg and München because they like they just put just their name in crazy <laughs> i think i'm just gonna try to yeah buy two tickets or one you don't have to come i'll take my bff right i would you, love that yeah <laughs> let's go but my partner might be a little angry that's true well yours as well maybe. yeah yeah well they, yeah. they can go out to uh, a nice get to see tay tay yeah they can go to Tivoli and we'll go. Okay. <laughs> it's oh we'll go to Tivoli. But Taylor Swift got her start famously with some country music. Yes, she did. Yeah. yeah, that was so cute. And that's something that you're kind of dipping your toes into a bit yourself, right? Yeah. Or at least you've, you've grown a bit fond of it. I have. I, I traveled the States uh, oof, a couple of years ago now okay. uh, after I finished college. So I don't even want to say like 12 years ago or something. <laughs> Let's not worry That's about how long ago. <laughs> yeah, we can cut that. Nobody listens to no. this anyway. Um, and like it started out as a fun thing because like no matter what state you're in, there's like a 24-hour country stage. <laughs> there's always, there's always, always. country music. Yeah. And I was like, it didn't matter if you were in New York or if you yeah. were in Dallas. You can right? be in the Bronx and yes. there's going to be a country yeah, music. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were driving like through Detroit, like close to all the riots and stuff. Oh. Uh, so everything was just burnt down because they had like, you know, they just left their house and burned it down. It was a horrible story. And we were like listening to Tim McGraw and Taylor Swift <laughs> on the radio. We were like, this is a different, two different types. Types of America. It's a different barbecue. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the. Yeah. No. Yeah. I heard much. it for like two weeks and we laughed at it. Third week, fell in love. Been in love ever since. And yeah. I could. I went to. Uh, I went to college in, or university mm. in university in yeah. um, in rural Pennsylvania. So mm. we always say Pennsylvania is like. Uh, Philadelphia on one side, Pittsburgh on the other side, and Kentucky in the middle, meaning okay. it's like a very rural redneck kind of in the middle. Yeah. We call it Pennsylvania. So I went to university in Pennsylvania. And again, a lot of country music. Yeah. I hated it when I first got there. But by the end of my first semester, I gained five kilos and an appreciation for country music. Nice. I, I had a roommate who was from... Perry County. They have okay. one traffic light in the entire county. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yes. And I was like, okay, the city boy <laughs> might have a newfound country, country vibe. Oh, country now. in me. I mean, country's good. Like, yeah. it's, got a, it's got a soul to it. <laughs> it, like. it does. That, when you say that, we actually stopped in one city, and I think it was called Deer Lodge or Elk Lodge that or something. Right. Yeah. Like, up, like, in the north type mitts somewhere. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I went to go and buy cigarettes and all the stores were closed. I think it was a Sunday. So I oh. went into the bar uh, and first of all, then he checked my ID mm -hmm. and uh, he said, I don't believe you're 21. And I said, <laughs> I showed him my ID. And <laughs> then he uh, got angry, took my ID, threw it in my face no. and shouted, we don't serve your kind in here. And if you don't leave, I have a shotgun under the bar. What? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just trying to be a customer. You met my Uncle Tim? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. From Elton? Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah. So and they had one traffic light. So that's why I got. Oh my god. Wow. Reminisced. What even my... is your kind? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and right next to that, we went to like a vegan shop, and they were listen like, here, so pretty boy. <laughs> it was strange, fucking strange. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is like a microcosm of America. I have to say. Yeah. Like the, ve yes. the vegan store, the the redneck bar, like the shotgun, the shotgun. The shotgun. Like all it's like things. it's like all the cliches kind of yeah. in, in yeah. one place. And. Wow. Just what you want. Yeah, right. It's the experience yeah. you were looking for. That was yeah. That was your road trip. And the same place we went to, like a museum for um, what's the cultural term? Native American. Yes. Yes. Uh, go with that. Uh, and uh, the guy was like over six feet tall, massive, had a shotgun. No, not a shotgun. A revolver that filled his inside. <laughs> Tire thigh oh asked us where we were from. We said Denmark. He did not know where it was. He said, "Thank God you're not European faggots." What? <laughs> <laughs> I shoot them. <laughs> what? Where did you go? <laughs> but it was so fun. So we were like, "Oh yeah, fuck no Europeans." Like because we just, you know, he was so entertaining. So we we're like, "We need to get more out of this guy." Like, where you're from? What's your story? Yeah, it was wild. But I have to say, 99% of the Americans I met were not crazy. <laughs> they were absolutely I feel wonderful. Like, I feel like you went to the wrong places. We'll we'll, we'll work on a oh, better yeah. itinerary. We mm. did a road trip in 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 the south that. Actually, was, was oh, it was fantastic. Oh, we had lovely. We had, in yeah. the South. We had, was, oh yeah, we had Wonderful. Waffle House every day, basically. Oh. I mean, like we weren't running around with rainbow flag apparel and things like that. I'm sure that yeah. in, uh, I'm, I'm sure that they have some thoughts that don't uh, comport with mine mm. <laughs> in some of these places that we were. But I, I, I got a, I got a haircut in like Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was mm. like some of the nicest. People. Oh, we're super nice, yeah. and everywhere. I mean, we were in different different places. We were in Savannah, and Charleston. We did yeah. tours, and it's very obvious that we were a couple. And like, yeah, but those are cities. I mean, are, I know some of the. Eh, I mean, Knoxville is, I guess, a city as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's a country of three hundred thirty million people. Like, you're gonna meet <laughs> yes. the, a lot of flavor, the shotgun right. a lot and of revolver yeah. guys. Wow. But I've never had that happen to me. No, me neither. No. Oh, I never, you're I, missing out. I, <laughs> Go to. Elk Lodge, Elk Lodge, Lodge, maybe. Elk Lodge. I have it in a diary. Iowa. <laughs> find the name. Yeah, we can Jeez. get them a lot of tourism. Wow, <laughs> just the kind they deserve. Yes. <laughs> wow. But the country music. So has has that influenced your music as you fall in love with with country music? Has it, has it changed yeah. how you how you see music as well? Very very much. And I actually grew up like with folk music, like mm. from my childhood home. Everything was Bob Dylan, Cat Stevens. Uh, James Taylor, uh, so I've always loved the story, if that makes sense, sure. and that's also what I always try to do in my pop music. Every little song has its own story, like. Um, but I just feel now with this whole country influence that's been growing inside me, and like my old folk roots, so to speak, I've gone a lot more back to that mm. um, with the new songs that's coming out. Uh, yeah, and I don't care if it's over three minutes long. It's yes, like, right, right. No, like we need to finish the story. Like you can't always do it in the set time slot and 120 beats per minute and all of this. And it has to be A A B A B C B B. Like just what makes sense. And I think I've let go of many of those pop kind of restrictions almost mm -hmm. or like rules and just now focus more on the story. And the three minute song thing, that's 
correct me if I'm wrong, but that's something that has to do with streaming, right? Isn't yeah, something exactly. that... yeah, and radio. Okay, yeah, and I radio. Think, I think that's also weird. And Eurovision. <laughs> and of course Eurovision, yeah. You can't do three minutes and one second on Eurovision. <laughs> no. um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know how it started. Like years ago like even queen and stuff they didn't do it like so yeah. i think it's just beyonce doesn't do it now no <laughs> and i like that I, exactly yeah. I'm like, they do radio she edits. doesn't need to oh they do a radio yes edit they do three minutes yeah okay because people are moving fast yeah. in this world <laughs> like we have the attention span of little mice yeah and i'm the same i'm not no, some holy holier than thou person i'm exactly the same yeah so you talked about the the music in your home growing up. Mm. So did, is your family musical? Like did musical influences there, or did you kind of find music on on your own to start going mm. and performing and picking up a guitar and, and mm. kind of moving from singing in the school choir to to turning it into a passion? The, there's always been music in my home in terms of that my mom would always listen to music, mm -hmm. um, but they are not musical in any way. But they have a lot of musical friends. So every time there was parties. Um, we would have the friends would bring guitars and they would play. And very early on, my mom had these uh, what's it called living room concerts mm -hmm. uh, and got like known and unknown Danish artists out. And they played in our living room wow. and she would invite all her friends over and would just put money in a hat. Oh my God. Uh, and so and before all these people played, we would sit and have dinner with them and they would tell me about life on tour and, you know, I was very impressionable young <laughs> little kid, you know, and get to meet all these people. So in that sense, I feel like it was a musical home, but none of them can carry a tune or play an instrument. But uh, they definitely made up for it in different ways. Yeah, and then kind of this guy, older guy, played the guitar on my street, and I went to him and got guitar lessons. And that's kind of where it started when I was 11, 12 years old, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you perform in like school musicals and stuff like that, or yes. was it okay? <laughs> so you, yeah. so you, you you turned into a full like music kid at that point. Yeah, and it was weird because I was also a sports kid, so I felt like at some point I had to make a little bit of a choice because the music career took me down a route of a lot of cigarettes and a lot of alcohol, <laughs> and the sports career was like it was starting to get intense. At like, least you have something to blame it on because yes. I don't. I just have oh, I just have all the problems without the music career. Yeah, and then I chose music, thank God. Uh, I I was not a very good handball player, I think. I was more there for team morale. Mm. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and did musicals, amateur musicals, and started out as a dancer because my voice was not very good back then. Took a lot of practice, a lot of choir, a lot of stuff, and then started getting the leads, which oh, was fantastic, uh, yeah. What was I your actually first uh, auditioned. <laughs> my manager got me an audition for the ABBA musical in Copenhagen. Really? Yeah, and I went... And Everything's I, a musical now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went and auditioned, and... It was the most horrible experience I ever tried. Then afterwards, we were supposed to do like the dance audition, and I have no dance experience. Everything was like musical theater kids with like professional musical theater <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and they just came out, these two Swedish guys were like, uh, could you please come with us? I'm like, we're not going to go further with you. And they just <laughs> sent me home, and I was there for like, I don't know, 40 minutes or something. Was, was it Benny? Was it like the actual... But they have like a whole team. It's insane. Like everything is scripted down to where they have to stand on the stage. Oh, wow. how, how, what people they can cast, how they should look. It's like a Bible. 
Like uh, <laughs> there's no creative freedom in there. So they no. basically like like brand keepers or gatekeepers for like this musical. I mean, yeah. it, kind of, it kind of makes sense that the album musical is put together kind of like an Ikea bookcase. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So just, <laughs> bit by bit. They're oh, like, no. can, can we see you? Um, uh, here's an Allen wrench. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. <laughs> or like these annoying things you have no clue what to do with. And yeah. Yeah. What? How did it feel then on the other side? Because I, uh, I know you casted even some child actors and dancers for mm. probably one of the most moving videos, at least mm. to me personally, that really oh spoke to me, which is you don't want to dance. I, I, I obviously mm. probably knew where I was going with that, but how did it feel to kind of be on the other side and crush some dreams or, mm. you know, basically <laughs> cast people? I basically uh, did the opposite. Anyone who wanted to be in the video <laughs> got in the video and some but people... I, I wanted to be... Yeah, we didn't know each other oh, at the okay. time. I'm sorry, Derek. Okay, but I would have been... Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, okay. Uh, you might have been the next a bit one. taller than <laughs> the rest of the kids. Not by much. <laughs> you could have played the DJ if I you see the video. I saw the DJ, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fine-looking DJ. It was Doing quite some. intense. It was very... <laughs> A very intense DJ. It was very nice. <laughs> and if the listeners don't know, I'm the DJ in the video. Yeah. And uh, right. I shaved myself bald and grew a mustache for that role. <laughs> <laughs> so very all in. Yeah. So look at me now, ABBA musical. Yeah. <laughs> Go F yourself. Go fuck yourself. I have a mustache. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so everything, everybody basically got in the video uh, and it was so much fun and the kids were fantastic. But of course, it wasn't a mat massive production so we literally had to shoot the whole thing in like six hours mm -hmm. uh, so yeah so it had to be dark <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we, the end. yes and so we shot light. that actually the night before ah, that's the okay. only scene we shot the night before ah, okay. yeah like you need a six hour window where yeah. it's dark at the and, end but lighter yeah and I've decorated that part. whole gym hall myself out of this like do you say velour in velvet? Velvet. Velvet cloth because oh. it was the cheapest. <laughs> and put that on have. all the walls. Like, and... like I'm robbing a flying tiger. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Going to Tia, getting everything and some velvet. <laughs> and you need so much. It was like a gigantic gym hall. Just like, tearing it down like afterward. 300 meters of velvet <laughs> tablecloths that I hung up everywhere. Yeah. So an evening gown out of it. Yes, yes. At least. Yeah. Wow. But, um, and how were, how were, the kids, I mean, because obviously it was probably a little bit tricky. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was. Spoiler, if you go watch the video, it's about uh, a boy who has a crush on a boy in his class. Mm. And um, in the video, you you don't see that coming in, until kind of the end. Yeah. And that, I think that's why there were no videos like that, music videos like that when I was growing up. So no, I think exactly. To see that. That's why I did it. Uh, yeah. 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 Because like then when you think. Uh, I had those feelings, but nowhere exactly. to nowhere. Nowhere to no. feel like somebody understood me yeah. at all. What that and was there like. was not really many gay reference points, I think, when we grew up. Uh, it's so much better. Unless it was somebody this. dying of AIDS. Yes. Or think George just, Michael in a toilet. Right. And he's absolutely horrendous and disgusting. Like and flamboyant people pushed to the margins of society. That yeah. was the only way you saw yeah. gay representation. Really. Uh, and also, I don't know, I grew up in a small town in Denmark and I didn't really know any gay people. Mm -hmm. like, it was just like a bit wishy-washy to me. And there was no no one on TV. And if there were, they were like impossible to relate to. Anyway, that's not the story. But <laughs> yeah, so it was actually problematic finding 
the kids to play the lead characters because they were so afraid that they would be bullied. So like I would have kids that said, okay, I want to play the lead. And then I kind of explained just like a short little script what was going to happen. And of course the kids were young. They were like 13 at the time. Um, <clears throat> so I was talking to their parents and their parents got back to me and said, you know what, um, Bill, uh, is going to have to pull out because he's so afraid he'll get bullied in school, even though he really wants to do it. Mm. So, yeah, a lot of kids said that. But uh, luckily, the two boys that played, Julian and Noah, uh, had the guts to do it. And, yeah. yeah, just said, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. seems like a fun. And, yeah, they had a lot of fun on set. Yeah, and all the kids were, like, playing around. It was, I had to, like kind of be a bit firm but also like it's not a professional <laughs> Did you also feel like a like a middle school teacher yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking i'm not a very good teacher maybe like, come on kids come on <laughs> let's get together <laughs> do your dance do, do your dance. dance yeah exactly yeah but i think it also shows that even you know we think like modern day that kind of thing exists now that that you have representation and still yeah. in you know 2018 denmark still kids were afraid of getting bullied a little bit for for being in there it shows the yeah. need for that kind of representation for playing a part for yeah. playing a part yeah for and the song is not that old is it like four years old yeah. or something so that is actually crazy i hope now when they grow up there's so much like you two are content creators as well gay married men wonderful uh and the, the kids will see all of this you yes. know hopefully yeah. on their tiktoks and their feeds and yeah, yeah have some people to relate to i guess with that song i guess because you also got a lot of feedback from people for mm -hmm. for the impact that song had, yeah, yeah. not even just for the video, but for mm -hmm. the song itself. What was it like hearing from older gays talking yeah. about how that song made them feel? Oh, I almost can't talk about like some me. Of the... I calling me old because I just I had like old guys from Russia writing to me that they were basically bawling and in tears, and yeah, and that still to this day they are like hiding themselves and they wish for this world to be true that people can like it doesn't matter if you ask a boy or a girl to dance yeah. uh, so i got a lot of uh, feedback like that and that was very moving because that's some of what i had in myself at that time and then luckily found courage and support and everything and the place in the world where i was that i could come out relatively pain-free <laughs> um, but that's just not the case for everyone and i think especially if people have lived through who are older than us uh, of course we stand a lot on their shoulders in many behalves but sure. there's still a lot of people who face so much stigmatism and also like introverted homophobia i think lives in a big part of that generation oh yes uh, which is painful but I mean, I just think it's it's so brilliant that mm -hmm. you didn't see yourself represented and then said, fuck it, I'm going to mm -hmm. go make that. Yeah. I'm going to make that art that I didn't have. And you got to be that oh. for somebody else. So thank you. So, and I had a couple of kids who wrote to me that they found the courage to ask for to dance. So that oh, was oh, it's oh, a very oh, lovely. that had to feel fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you expect this kind of feedback when you wrote the song? Did were, no. were you were you or were you surprised that that people felt something from it? Um, I think, yeah, I think you're always a little bit surprised when your music resonates like uh, on the level you want it to resonate because mm -hmm. like that rarely actually happens. I feel. Um, and 
maybe we just hit that one mm-hmm. head on the nail, uh, kind of. And yeah, I was surprised. And also mostly surprised that it was so much foreign um in, like interest and engagement like because Denmark is a small pond and that's usually where you get your feedback from but sure. for the first time like got people writing to me from Spain and Russia and the UK and yeah so that was really cool I mean it's it's such an authentic song I mean it's it's a story it, mm. you're telling your story and it's authentic and that that's I, I think what resonates with people so mm. you know it's it's just wonderful have you had anything that maybe you thought was going to take off but didn't go uh, as far as you thought? I'm all sure my songs? Those are, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure those are... <laughs> yeah, I had a, my song Friends, yeah. which I thought uh, it's one of the best pop songs I've ever written. And it was like, it just encapsulated so much what I felt at that time. Like all my friends were getting kids and getting married and... As a gay man, you're like 10 years behind, I feel, yeah, or right. you never get there. We have is, that stunted yeah. <laughs> adulthood. It's like, do I give up this massive amount of freedom I have? Or and But I also, on the other hand, maybe want this more quiet uh, family style life. House with the yard. And, and, house with the yard and a fucking dog, like a good <laughs> little dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and... I just loved that song, but that never got picked up by radio. And I was like, this is the one to get picked up. It's a like, bop. It's, it's a, a banger. And yeah. I wrote it with some really talented guys. And, and it's so relatable. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. Maybe because I <laughs> I, I feel that Similar a lot. I'm like, you know, same thing. Like, yeah. you know, my and friends getting married. And I'm, like, actually... and I'm like getting a beach house and yeah. getting day drunk, uh, oh. you know, at 30 yeah. or whatever. You know, like that's what mm. I, I totally relate to. Yeah. yeah. And most of the people that have written to me about the song have asked what bass I use. <laughs> yeah, so it's like producer wow. that's wow. heard it, and I'm like, I don't fucking oh. know. You're like, wait, that's what you want to know about the song? <laughs> like that's the, it. The technical specifications yeah. of it. I don't know what base. <laughs> Only, I don't know. Eight oh eight something. Wow. <laughs> so, so having lived through the experience of having a bit of a hit, having something you thought was going to be a hit not be a hit, what is it that it takes to make it onto radio? What is it that it takes to kind of make the leap? Is it is and. There's got to be a little bit of science to it and a little bit of luck to it, but kind of having, living in the industry, what does it seem like? Uh, yeah, I think maybe I'll go start a little different place because sure. I think for a long time I was chasing radio mm-hmm. and I don't know necessarily if that works. Um, maybe if you have a massive label because then they kind of take care of everything and then either it hits or it doesn't. But it's actually a very... It's it's hard to be in because you have all these expectations for every song and then it doesn't hit. Um, so it can be a lot of defeat almost, uh, hard to be in. Um, so where I am now is I try not to care and I just do the songs I want to do. If they pick it up, fine. If they don't, also fine. Okay. Like So I've come a long way, I think, also growth-wise, what I want to do with my music and... Um, I had a time where like I literally tried to find the magic formula yeah. and like what are they going to pick up and also maybe some of the songs I love them but wouldn't normally be like what I identified as like it maybe got too pop and mm. lost the storyline a little bit or something uh, in between those two things um, so I think 
maybe it lost a little bit of its what you call it authenticity mm. uh, at some point and then you also lose a little bit of yourself <laughs> sure when you do your music so it took some time luckily covid happened yeah we're well, all luckily so lucky. not luckily oh shit that was <laughs> weird to phrase it like that but it gave me a lot of time to think and i was actually i felt like okay i'm just gonna stop making music and then it just drew me, you know, I started writing all these poems and all of a sudden back in the little pond. But it's a lot smaller now and it's a good place to be, I think. So yeah. and we were going to ask because like you had like 2018 was a massive year for you. Mm, I mean, yeah. that, that, that's a year that you were in the Rainbow Awards, Copenhagen Pride, played for the future King and Queen of Denmark, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting picked up on that. And then, you, you know, COVID came through, things stopped. Like, how is that? Like, let's go back to the first one. What was 2018 like for you? What, oh, was, what a, was that that six month period that just seemed like it was year. win on win on win? Yeah, yeah, insane. And that's also why then you come out the other end feeling like, okay, does it just stop? Like, like what's gonna happen now? You know. Um, but that was a crazy year, and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Yeah, played all over Denmark, played Athens, Vienna, live TV. Um, Got to meet all the royals, Danish royals, <laughs> Swedish royals. Tivoli? Well, Tivoli, I played Tivoli, and yeah, so, so much good shit. And like, just to be at that party with all the royals, like, that's the story you tell your grandchildren, you know? Like, I was doing shots with Frederick and like, uh, <laughs> dancing with Mary. I actually, <laughs> fun story, I told my guitarist. What does Mary smell like? <laughs> like, linen. Goddess, <laughs> I feel like Empress. It, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be lilac she or linen. She's so or sweet. You know what? She oh, stood she and chatted right. to me for like forty minutes, and there was like hundred and fifty people at this party, and I'm like, you can't give forty minutes to everyone, and you yep. spend them with me. Like she was, she's a doll. Yeah, I, but it's hard for foreigners her. in Denmark to make friends. So she. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why she Desperate. invited me. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, thank you. <laughs> but I, I had told my. There's so many good stories from this party, but I had told my guitarist. Uh, that if I ever became, you know, a little bit too rowdy, you know, it's a free bar. <laughs> so I've been at a party with you, so I can see why he then uh, the come and pull me. I don't want to make any scenes. Like then, and when you say royal now, then I just say, okay, I'm not gonna fight with you. I'll just accept that <laughs> things have transpired in a way that's led to this moment. And I was on the dance floor with Mary, and I don't know. I felt like we were grooving, you know, and maybe I was grooving a little too much, uh, you know, maybe there was some hip action <laughs> that was a bit not royally uh, approved, and my guitarist came and like pulled me in the shit and was like, now. You're twerking like, on the yes, crown prince. Yes, I am. <laughs> time to go. Grinding Mary, it's time to go. <laughs> but we were having a blast, yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting red in the face. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for guitarists who stay semi so You need to have a good team right <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. For when you grind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And future queen. Yeah. Yeah. But then COVID gave you a chance to unwind and kind of. Yeah, it was sad a lot because I was ambassador for Copenhagen yeah. 2021 and I was going to do a world tour and play. Like, little boy was like, my dreams come true. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go see the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that all got shut down. But it just gave me so much time to think. And I'm in a much happier place, I feel. And also the new songs. And unfortunately for your international audience, this, the new songs will be in Danish. Okay. But uh, I will 
I don't know. Send them a translation. Yeah. If they want to listen to it. Hey, there's a lot of really oh, yeah, great data. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. been Have good. an AI translation. Yeah. It's mm. Always. Always. <laughs> Subtitles on. Yes. <laughs> I mean, even in the U.S., foreign language songs, think of a lot of the, the, the Latin songs. Then, I mean, Despacito's almost yeah, entirely true. in Spanish, and it was number one for like... Shakira, Shakira. Sh exactly. I don't know. So I mean, a good song is a good song when it yeah. comes down to it. What What do you feel when you write in English versus Danish? Do you feel like it's a different... Yeah. There's, a, there's a different TOX, different Malta that, that writes differently in English and Danish? Do you express differently? Mm. Do you think differently? It becomes a lot more deep for some reason when it's in mm. Danish. Like I think there will always be a little bit of a distance between you and the lyric because it's not your first language. Sure. Uh, so that disappears and then it becomes you kind of have to almost have a little chat with yourself like how real am I going to be because like uh, you can also write songs that are quite painful you know and uh, it, it's 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 going to be public at some point so that's kind of the discussions you had but it's a nice place to be because you do so much soul searching in the music and you get to have these little timestamps of where you've been and what you've felt and um, all of the, which is good, you get out on the other side or you've written something that you really want to remember, feeling and emotion. And so it just becomes, I think, a bit more wholesome, mm. close to heart. Yeah. Mm. I can imagine that. I think any time that you tap into yourself, like language, I think that's something that I think we've learned living abroad is how much of like interculture languages. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you only sense that when you're away from your native tongue. I mean, when we're in the US, it's all English. And so I think it's mm. interesting that that creative way that you have has to be yeah. completely different between the two. Yeah. And not that I can 100% relate, but I was in Canada with my partner for six months. Uh, so I didn't. But, you know, I felt so homesick. Mm -hmm. I just wanted someone to speak Danish yeah. to me, you know, <laughs> like uh, that's all I wanted. Like just go to a coffee shop and have hear someone talk Danish and my heart would melt. I, I, can, <laughs> like, I can definitely relate because yeah. even, you know, living in Denmark where I think 86% of Danes speak English as a second language. Mm. Fact. Oh, and wow, um, really? yeah. Cool. And so it's great, you know, because it's a lot easier to adapt when, you know, you can at least get by with your mother tongue. Mm. But you miss having... Sometimes I just want to have a couple beers with Americans, yeah, who or even first language, you know, because they understand my references, they yeah. understand what I'm talking about, yeah. and sure I can communicate. Like in Canada, you know, you speak English. Canada shouldn't be too difficult, depending no. where you are. I know you speak a little bit of French as well, so like Ooh, everybody can get by in awesome. Canada, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but having somebody that understands the cultural part of your language, exactly, is, yeah. That was, uh, so I felt so writing also I could relate to my partner a little bit, what he's mm -hmm. been going through. And sure. uh, you, I think when you move somewhere, you really have to accept the culture mm -hmm. to not get insanely homesick. Sure. Like, uh, otherwise, it'll, it'll be a bit of a... You have to jump in. Yeah, fully. you do. You do. Yeah. Um, As you say that, so... You know, your your partner Daniel, he's he's British, mm -hmm. and how has it changed your perspective of the world having a a partner who who's foreign? Has it changed your perspective of being Danish, living in Denmark? Like, kind of how has mm -hmm. how, you know you you haven't left Denmark, but obviously there's been a change now that you have somebody in your life who's not Danish. How mm -hmm. how has that changed you? Oh, in lots of ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tea, all the, the tea. <laughs> yes, all the. Fucking tea. Like, <laughs> what is going on with the Brits and the tea? It's like, 
and even you know my partner's from Yorkshire and he's like oh the tea tastes different in Yorkshire <laughs> because they have different water That's fucking tea and I'm like Jesus Christ oh. yeah and every time they serve a cup of tea it doesn't matter it's like good copper oh good copper love oh good copper <laughs> It's tea. It can't all be good coppers. You need to like save that for like when someone like pulls out. Or oh, <laughs> we were actually in Canada and we went to like what you get the high noon tea or something like it's a oh, British thing. Oh, it yeah, was like yeah, an yeah. old British hotel, and this very gay waiter came with like a book the size of an underarm, <laughs> uh, and you could open it and smell all the teas oh, that you God. were gonna have. God. And I said to this waiter, I said, could I just get a cup of black uh, coffee? And he literally like, <gasps> <laughs> so In American culture, we really reject tea. It goes mm. back to the Revolutionary War with Britain. We dumped oh, tea in the Boston good. Harbor. That's exactly. how it started. True. So we were like, fuck tea. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I relate. That's why I love Americans. <laughs> yeah. So much more relatable. However, just to, just to shine a, a mirror back at you, mm -hmm. uh, the Danes are kind of like that with certain Certain things too, like butter, oh for God. example. I have a friend who was asking me what I eat at Christmas, and I'm like, "Well, there really, there's no like American Christmas mm. meal." And he was like, "I'm like, oh, we have this, we have that." He's like, "Oh, but you don't have the Arla butter." And I was like, "It's <laughs> fucking butter, <Yeah>. man. Yes. <laughs> we have butter." But that's also what you learn when you but get a foreign partner. I get you take pride in the How things that you do. Insane, we are, we are batshit in Denmark. <laughs> it's like, it's like one big cult of a, like a nationalistic folk party. It's like, what did you say about the Queen? Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> well, we know. You should we see know. our comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, Don't, we can't read the YouTube comments. Talk, if I say, but. if I, or like. <laughs> We made a video where we ate the Eulifocus and reacted mm. to it. You know, and overall, I thought we had a very positive reaction, but I was like, apparently we were using the wrong bread and the wrong spread and yeah. the wrong fish at the mm. wrong time. I was like, it all goes the same place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is almost religious being yeah. Danish. <laughs> like, uh, the things that, that matter and then the things that like just don't matter yes, in Denmark exactly. are very funny yes. extremes. And the things that matter are like a matter of life and death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's insane. Like our New Year speech. I remember I brought my partner over. We met in like November or something. Uh, and he came over here and celebrated New Year's and all my friends, you know, we stand up and we have a hand on the heart <laughs> yeah. and we listen to Maggie, you know. Yeah. Good old Mags. Um, <laughs> And uh, he was mortified. He was like, have I entered like a cult? Or is right. when he started speaking during the speech because of course he no. didn't understand a no. word no. she was saying. So, he's, yeah. so he wanted a translation. <laughs> And people were like, who did you bring? <laughs> who did you bring? Who does this? <laughs> yeah. Can I, tell you, I, I actually have uh, uh, my aunt and my grandmother. I uh, Back home in Pennsylvania, I have them watching the Queen's speech. Oh, um, really? Yes. We watched we it watched with them. them one, uh, since we've been over here seven years, we always come back for New Year's. But yeah. one year we spent it back in, in the States. So we stopped there on New Year's Eve. Oh. And it, of course, with the six-hour time difference, mm. I guess it must have been, what, 11 noon. or noon? Yeah, it was mm. noon. And... And so he's, uh, my aunt loves the Danish royal family. Really? Oh, yes, fantastic. it's really. I'm just spreading Danish culture around, uh, oh God, around North good. America. Yes, we wa we watched it, and she was like, "Oh, that was so good." What did she say? <laughs> yeah, she's so lovely. Yeah. What the hell did that mean? <laughs> yes. yeah. She said Greenland, right? <laughs> yes. Well, yes, yeah. she did. Yeah, I recently heard a story from your partner about you celebrating New Year's abroad. Yes, and <laughs> I think. Don't. Perhaps in, uh, in in Germany? Yes, say? we were yeah. in Hamburg. We and have some lovely German friends. Uh, and uh, 
first of all, the day got off wrong okay. because it's a New Year's party. And they invited us for nine with oh. no food. Oh, God. And I'm like, my Danish heart is already bleeding. You know, <laughs> like, like, what? We, are we not, not sitting not down for 13 hours? Uh, like, until we can't move our legs because we've had so much red wine? What's going on? It's like a proper party. But, and then, of course, because it started at nine, we had to watch the Queen's speech at six. And we had, like, traveled down there, a small group of, like, six people, and we were, like, only two or three Danes. And we were like, oh, let's all meet in a hotel room and watch the Queen's speech. And, you know, and I came in like suit on, <laughs> full face on, hair done up, like, and people were like in their bathrobes. And I was like, no, 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 no. It, it, it's the Queen right. you're talking to and you're Have sitting in respect. your fucking bathrobe. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Even my grandmother <laughs> took the rollers out of her hair. That was, it was a lovely party, I have to say. But uh, New Year's is... That's one of those, I think, <laughs> mortal, uh, like written in blood agreements yes. on don't change a fucking thing. Yeah. Oh. Same procedure as every Yes, year. exactly. <laughs> Literally. And they don't even show that in Germany. What? It's yes. It's, it's, it's from German. there. I know. Oh it's so God. stupid. I asked the Germans, Blast do you watch me. this? And they're like, no, it's only Denmark who watches it. No, this is not, uh, <laughs> not for us. <laughs> Did you know they once took it off one year? And like they got the biggest shitstorm. Oh, I can imagine. So it's been on ever since because they're afraid to take it off. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> just oh. coming with yeah torches to yeah. the air and just dude. Maybe your viewers don't or viewers, listeners, but it's this stupid video that they put on with this lonely widow and her servant butler, butler yeah. who drinks for all her dead friends yeah. and becomes incredibly drunk and it, it's for like me it's, it's just old it's like from the 60s 70s yeah. i think for me it's aspirational i just yes. i want to outlive <laughs> yes. all of my friends <laughs> and just have a drunk butler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take me to sleep at new year's yeah. that's what i want that's yeah. all anybody wants yes all right we're back with theo x and uh otherwise known as my personal bff but we're gonna defend that title and right. give mike a, a chance to I can win, win you back. Win yeah. you back. I can win you back. So the way that we're going to play this game, we're calling it Hey Chico mm -hmm. after, <laughs> one, of after one of your songs. <laughs> yeah. uh, so your famously attempt at being bilingual with Hey Chico. A great song. And oh, we want to see how much Spanish <laughs> you actually know. So in this game, Mike is going to read a word in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And then I have to predict whether or not you're going to know the meaning of said word in Spanish. Oh, wow. I yes. hope it's food. <laughs> Chorizo. <laughs> right, right. So it's also in honor of our, our summer holiday in Spain. So it's helping yeah. us get in the mood. Yeah. We need food. We need, we well. need, this is our Duolingo. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yes. ding -ding. Uh, first one, do you think Tio is going to know what Feliz Cumpleaños means? I'm going to guess no. Well, Feliz... I know from Feliz Navidad, mm -hmm. so that must mean something like happy or merry. And what was cumpleaños? Cumpleaños. Cumpleaños. So happy uh, anniversary. Close. No. Close. Happy birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. To look at my fusil stand. Okay. So, oh, damn. No, so one point for Derek. One point for me. Good. Next one. So this is going to take us back to how we learned Spanish in American high school. Do you know what Donde Esta la Biblioteca? Mm. I'm going to say yes. He, he'll know that one. Yes. Where is the library? Yes. Mm. Ding, ding. Well done. Third one. So from the song 99 Problems by 
JZ. If you grew up with holes in your zapatos, you'd celebrate the minute you was having dough. Zapatos. What does zapatos mean? I'm going to guess he will know what zapatos means. That could almost be, in my mind, I'm like going back to country music. Hmm. I like the holes in the boots or something. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shoes. Yeah. Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. The yeah. shoes. Yeah. The shoes. Um, another music one here. So number four, do you think he's going to know the translation of Despacito? Uh, no. But uh, I Desperate? Slowly. Oh, okay. Slowly. <laughs> All right. So, Despacito. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So Derek, you've hit your four for four. Yeah. Wow, like, you got all like those. He's defending it. He's defending it. I haven't been wrong <laughs> about Theo yet. No, that's, that's pretty good. And then the fifth one, the final one. Let's see if you get this one, just to get the whole. You'll go eight for eight for the entire yeah. show. Do you think Theo's going to know what lo siento means? Uh, I'm going to say no. no. Lo siento, like because despacito mm -hmm. was. Uh, slowly, mm -hmm. so siento, it's almost like silence or quiet. So, yeah, maybe like whispering. It means I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's but good. really try to be logical. I like the logic. Yeah. I yeah. thought about that. That's well done. Sense. But lo siento, Michael. Yeah, lo siento, lo, you lo are siento eight Miguel. Eight. I, okay. What I, does it like, mean? Sorry, I forgot. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, well, Derek, you, yeah. you know your BFF? That's I well do. done. I do. That's well done. Yes. You may know you better than you know you at this I point. I think he does, know? yes. I um, don't know whether to be happy or terrified. Well, you're right. going to be uh, terrified. Okay. Yes. I decided. Uh, yes. yes. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> now I am terrified. terrified. <laughs> yes. And uh, lo siento, but we have to say adios mm. and wrap things here. But thank you, Theo X, so much for joining us and sharing your music with us and your thoughts on everything. I feel like we covered a lot of topics. You are so welcome. It's been a blast. Yes. Thank you. For thank you for coming. Years. It's been fantastic. Well, anytime. Give me a call. <laughs> Will do. All right. Do you want to dance? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>